0: denial, and he's trying to get the disciples and or his follows acquainted with the fact that there's going to be a change made in that he is uh, going to go away, and he says over on the other side, I'm going to go away, but I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to send you another comforter. And he's going to abide with you forever he's the spirit of truth in other words he's saying there is in the word of god the fact that i cannot stay here bodily i've got to leave but entwined within that this we it, let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And Whether I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffieth us. And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father?" Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the work. Believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Father, we thank you. For your are so many promises, Father, that seem so vague and so dim and so far away, and sometimes it just seems like it really isn't going to happen. But we thank you for the preservation of those words, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit which pricks our minds and makes these things come alive to us. More than anything else, we thank you that you thought enough of us, that you would not leave us to be orphans but you sent us the comforter, you sent us something that would abide with us and that forever, and we thank you for that and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. My question this morning was, how many believe the Bible? And we got pretty much 100% response. And so, when I was, just casually reading these things. Oftentimes you think you know the Bible and you think that it's useless to read it over again, but if you ever get to the place where you know and understand that Jesus says so many things that there's no possible way you can know them all, and he's got so many things hidden in there that... He will reveal to you each time if you're reading it for revelation. But he had to prepare the people that he was going away, and he had to get them to understand and believe that he was the personification of God himself, and uh, that he was a revealer of God himself. Uh, How he walked is the way God walked, and how he talked is the way God talked. How he was is the way God was. In other words, he was... Almighty God veiled in the flesh walking among us. Now, we need to go back to the Bible. I think there is a definite need for the church to understand that we are again living far beneath our privileges, and we need to claim what God has given us. God has given us a lot of promises and said they were ours, and he just determined that we take hold of them. Now, when we read that, the key words that is in this reading that I read to you is believe, or are believe. Anytime you read, he said, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? In other words, if you can't believe that, then you've got a problem with the rest of it. Yeah. And believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake, for the work of the kingdom. Believe me for the work of the kingdom. Yeah. And then he says, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And the key verse, of course, is verse 12 that I just read into you. Verily, verily, and notice when he says that twice, that means attention, attention. I want to talk to you about something that is of utmost importance. I say unto you, he that believeth on me, note number one, you have to believe. I mean, there cannot be no surface believing. It takes belief in the Almighty God. And he said, He that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also. Now, you've got to stop long enough to try to find out what kind of works did Jesus do. And it's not hard for us to do that when we read the Gospels. You're going to find mind-boggling things that Jesus did things out of this world and out of the ordinary and he says in this particular verse if you believe on him what he does you can too now do we believe the Bible you see we're challenged there with a definite fact that Jesus says the things that he did and the works that he did we shall do also In other words, they are available to us, not without the same sacrifice that he made, not without the same dying out to himself in his place, not without the same seeking the will of that which indwelt him, can we do those things, but if we know him and love him and seek after him and walk after him, these things are available to us. We're going to go over a few things in just a minute that Jesus did and uh, see if they have been in our midst. Now you've got to understand that he is talking to who he's going to leave this great responsibility to. He's going to leave it first to his disciples which become apostles and then uh, they are going to formulate a church and then this church is going to receive the same power through the Holy Spirit of God to do the things that Jesus did. And then he makes a statement, very startling statement, very challenging statement, and he says, In greater works than these shall he do. And when you read the Bible, and when you study what Jesus did in his walk of life, you're faced with a very quizzical expression, and you're faced with uh, unbelievable. You're reaching, but you don't understand, and you're trying to say, how can I do greater things than he did? How is this possible? And yet, it is here in plain Scripture. Did I read the Scripture right? Did it say that? And if it said that, he says, now, if you believe on me, if you believe on me for the work's sake, for the kingdom of God, for the necessity of the kingdom of God, in other words, he's saying it is necessary that somebody pick up where I leave off. Because, he said, because I go to my Father, in other words, my work here as walking in the place 33 years and a half and ministering three years and a half, my work here is done. And then he says, but everything that I have done must carry on for the work of the kingdom of the kingdom of God's sake. In other words, for the ability to bring souls into the kingdom of God. And he said, if you can do the works that I did, they're yours, but you're going to be able, as the church and as the saints of God and as the disciples or followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to do greater things than I did. Now, when you look at that, you still have a question in your mind, I don't see how that anybody can do any greater works than Jesus did. He healed the sick. He cast out devils. He cleansed the lepers. He raised the dead. Uh, Almost everything that the world cries out against, Jesus did. And yet Jesus says, now, you're supposed to do this, and you can do that, but there's a greater work that I want you to do because I go to my Father. Now let's look at some of the works of Jesus for just a few minutes and let's look at what he did and then see how the anything could be any greater. Now you've got to understand when Jesus was on this earth he proclaimed only the gospel of the kingdom that is the natural kingdom that was to come. And he left us with a privilege and a responsibility to proclaim the gospel of grace. Now of all the material things that Jesus supplied of all the physical ailments that he healed none can compare to the spiritual things he supplied by his death his burial and his resurrection and we have the privilege tonight to proclaim the gospel of grace Amen. that was something Jesus could not do because there was no gospel of grace until he died until he suffered until he was crucified, until he was buried, and until he rose again. And he passed those greater works on to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he said, not without the things that I have already done. You are supposed to do them also, but yet there's something greater for you to reach. You go past the mental capacity of man... You go past the natural ailments of man and you get into the spiritual things of man and you touch him spiritually, mentally, and naturally. That's what makes our work greater than the works of Jesus Christ. Notice he healed the leper. As the leper came to him, and you search these out. I deliberately avoided the scripture because I want you to look and see where they're at. You get acquainted with the Bible that way. If I tell you where they're at, you mark them down, and maybe you go to them and maybe you won't. But there are several incidents in there where Jesus healed a leper. This leper came to him and said, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now, you've got to understand that man uh, wasn't supposed to touch a leper, and if he did, he himself would become unclean. But it says Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. I don't know that there's very many lepers in the land today, in our land. There is in lands overseas, but that was just an incurable disease. There was no cure for leprosy. I'm not sure they have one today, but there wasn't any cure for leprosy. In other words, incurable diseases flew and was cast out by the mighty hand of Almighty God. I mean, it didn't matter whether doctors had found anything that would cure or not. Jesus said you would be able to have the cure for that. There is cure for cancer. There is cure for AIDS. Only by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that in itself, if we could find those things in our life, we could move in the presence of Almighty God. But those are things He did. But the thing that remains the thing He did not do was, touched the spiritual life of this leper. This leper was clean outwardly, but his spiritual life inside was just like it always was. Oh, he had met the master. He had understood that, but there was no saving power as yet. There was no saving as yet because the blood of Jesus had not yet been shed for the salvation of all mankind. And so this leper received only outward natural healing. Now, leprosy is a type of sin. And not only should we be able to cure un, uh, diseases uh, that simply cannot be cured by the hand of man, we ought to be able to do that But the main source of what Jesus was saying is we have the remedy for sin. A greater thing can we do through proclamation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ than what Jesus did because he touched them outwardly. We can touch them inwardly with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many times we don't realize really, saints, what we have in our hands. We don't realize that God called us out and placed the gospel in our midst and in our laps and in our hands and said, use this for the work of the kingdom. And many times we don't see great outward results. And we let people put us down sometimes for, uh, just because all we have to proclaim sometimes is the gospel. And yet Jesus said himself that that's greater than any outward manifestation that I have ever done if you can touch the heart and core of a sinner and get his sin washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's greater than any incurable disease ever cured. Amen? Greater things than this shall ye do because I go to my Father. In other words, I cannot stay here. All you hear, and I realize it must come, we're going to have to have it. There has to be a great outpouring of God's Spirit inside the churches and the move of God, and there's going to have to be healings and miracles and all these other things. But when the predominant thing is placed upon outward things and we forget inside the greater works, it's not done through the gospel. We all have the gospel. You have the Bible. You've got it in your hand, right? And you need some way or somehow to pass that on to somebody else. And when you're praying for the sick, make them understand that if God touches them outwardly, it's not nearly as important as God touching their soul inwardly through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. These things are material. Man can be healed and he's going to die someday, but if he's healed inside, he's going to live forever. That's the important part. That's the greater things that God has left instruction to his disciples and to the church to do. We have the gospel that can eradicate sin. Hallelujah. Inside it can take care of the whole man. And I like that. And there's nothing wrong with healings. I'm going to say that again. We need the healings on bodies. We need miracles. But to produce those have not produced an inward change in a man's life, we have accomplished very little. We have alleviated his pain for a while. Uh, We have put off maybe his death for a while, but he's going to be like Lazarus. Lazarus was raised, but Lazarus died again. Jesus at the time had no ability to give him life because he had not raised from the dead. But now in the hands of God's church is the ability spiritually to give life to individuals. And it's in our hands. But I'm asking you, do we believe in the Word of God enough that we would take it and use it not for our own satisfaction, but for the work of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of grace? And most of us, and help me, Lord, most of us, are so preoccupied with their own fightings of the enemy, with their own doubts and fears of our abilities that God has given us. You see, this is a responsibility and it's a privilege. It's a privilege to know the gospel. It's a privilege to have the grace of God. It's a privilege to have Him place this in your hands and say, in your hands, it's the gospel that will save the world if they'll hear it. But if they can't hear it, how can they hear if you don't tell them? Now, I'm wondering, and I'm not going to ask you a show of hands, but I'm wondering how many messages ever leave these four walls. You see, if it dies here, If this is as far as it goes, it has shortened our outreach. Someplace, somewhere, saints, every one of us, have a privilege to introduce whatever is said from this pulpit by whoever it comes from. We have a privilege of introducing that to somebody else. And the message lives on. But many times we feel like, what's in our hands? What have we actually got? Somebody told me the other day, uh, I don't have the gift of this. I don't have the gift of that. I don't have the gift of something else. And he said, so what have I got? And the same thing was this. You have the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that you can share with individual lives whether you ever heal a soul or not, whether you ever cast out a devil or not, the greatest thing you have is a gospel that will cleanse the blood of, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have it placed within your hands. You know what it is. And that's greater. I'm going to say it again, that is greater than any physical healing and any mental healing that there is. That's a greater work than Jesus did. Not because he could not, but he was bound by his own limitations he placed upon him. The blood had to be shed for the gospel of grace to ever come. How could he preach it? How could he use it? Because it was not available yet. And yet, when he told him to go to the upper room, to be endued with power from on high, to receive again so they're not orphans, And he said, I'm going to place within your hands abilities. Immediately after that, there came a great message. The most important thing every time when you read is not the gifts, although they are necessary. It is not the healings. It is not the miracles. It is not the usage of the gifts. But it is the plain gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what changes mankind inside. This is what is going to go to the grave with him and get him out of the grave. Jesus dealt with centurion servant. And the servant was sick. And he came to plead with Jesus and said, I want you to come. I want you to heal him. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And the centurion servant said, you don't have to come. I'm a man of authority. I say this and I say that. I say something else and they do it. And you don't have to come. And he says some amazing things. He said, you speak the word only and my servant would be healed. What a faith in somebody that the gospel was not even available to at that time. And Jesus realized what faith that was. Okay. Jesus went and healed that individually, physically. Touched his life. But the greater work was not done yet. His life was touched. Sickness had to flee by the voice of the Lord. But to heal this man eternally, and to heal him spiritually was left undone. And not only do we have the privilege to do like Jesus did, it's to use the Word of God and send the Word of God out to heal physically, but we have something greater than that to heal a man inside spiritually. Man, what a privilege to be able to watch somebody who was sick and deteriorating in the spirit without any promise of God whatsoever, without a touch of the master's hand whatsoever, and to be able to take what the world terms little, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and use that on that man and heal him physically, mentally, and spiritually. And it's in the church's hand jesus said if you believe in me you can do these things and even greater and i pointed out to you the greater thing there ought to be some way somehow that the church could get power enough believe enough in the name of jesus to speak a word send the word of god into a home and speak that word and find healing there ought to be and i believe will be and i don't know when where the word of God will actually spoken through a man, a woman under the inspiration of God would touch the inside of man and change him and all the hurts and everything else inside of him would disappear because of the word of God and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And man ought to have within his power the ability to stretch forth his hand and lay them on somebody and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. And when I say healed, I mean completely. I mean just touch somebody physically so they can feel better for a while. And then not know where they're gonna spend in eternity. But to do a work inside little heart and core of humanity and change him so much. And heal him with just the word. A gospel. A little thing. At the world just simply if, if you don't have great healing campaigns and great things going on where predominantly it is just on the physical emotional side then something's wrong Jesus says I want some greater things done for you I want you to do the things I did and I want you to do more than that don't just touch somebody and let them feel the hurt outside gone. I want you to touch them completely inside I want you to use the gospel. I want you to use the blood of Jesus Christ. I want you to use the Holy Ghost. I want Amen. you to use what I placed in your hand. Yes. I want Amen. you to use it. Amen. And he said, "Believers, thou this? Yes. Jesus spoke so many times on trying to get people to believe him. And he's still doing the same thing. If you believe, if you believe, right. is it so far-fetched to understand that if somebody could come down and change our lives. Every one of us, we know where we was. We know what we walked in. We know what was inside of us. We know the life we lived. Is it so far-fetched Had Almighty God came and did one time come down and touch our lives, convicted us, made us to know uh, that we needed Him? Somebody had the gospel someplace, and you had to hear it whether you heard it through the reading of the Word or through the voice of somebody else, you had to hear it. And as you heard it, something inside jumped in your spirit and heart and you realized you needed far more than just a to touch outwardly. You needed something inside to change. And if we can ever get that mindset in us, if we can ever believe the Bible enough, we can ever place ourselves at the disposal of God as Jesus did in the flesh and walk that way. We're going to find at the very things He did, and yet He supplied us with something far greater than that—something that He had to pay the price for. The centurion servant was healed, and that was all right in itself. But had not the if He had never heard the gospel—if after Christ died and was buried and rose again, had he never heard about this gospel, he would still be lost. Even though he had been touched uh, naturally materially. he would still be lost. The man, woman, boy, girl had touched by the presence of God and healed outside, and yet do, does not understand what it takes to be healed inside, is still lost. And there has been souls had been touched and healed, and miracles performed on individuals, that still went to hell. Because the greater work that God gave the church took secondary position to the outward manifestations when they all should have been done together. These works that I do, shall he do also in greater... Because I go to my Father. In other words, when it was all said and done, when I have by myself worked out the plan of salvation, when I by myself without any help has concluded the work of Almighty God, when I by myself have shed righteous blood, which is cleansing power, and I by myself have ascended and sent the Holy Ghost, and I by myself have allowed you the family name of Jesus, and then I by myself have done all of this, And then i turn the great responsibility of the greater work over to the church of the living god i place within your hands and in your spirit the gospel of the lord jesus christ which will change a man inwardly blind bartimaeus jesus thou son of david have mercy on me my god this man was blind This man couldn't see. This man had been that way a long time, and he heard Jesus was coming, and he knew that in some way he could attract the attention of Jesus. Of course, you always have those people around that say, you shut up, you're making too much noise, don't bother the master. Well, Jesus wants to be bothered. I'm going to tell you that early. He wants to be bothered. He wants to be bothered by your problems and by your predicaments and everything that is troubling you. He wants to be bothered by that because he cares. I know some people say, well, I don't have any right there. You're right. We don't. Other than it was bought and paid for by Jesus Christ. Don't make a difference where you've been and what you've done and what's transpired and what happened. You still have availability to Christ, and He still wants you to be there. Amen. not going to pat you on the back all the time and say you've done right. He's going to know it most of the time say you've done wrong, but He wants you there. Amen. Because after He's chastised, He's going to love you. Amen. Hallelujah, He's going to love you. Because He does love, He is love. Amen. If He didn't love us after we made our mistakes, none of us in here would ever, ever, ever be saved. Amen? Because a lot of us have walked contrary to God. A lot of us have thought we had arrived when we hadn't. And a lot of us have made a lot of mistakes. And Jesus didn't like it, but it didn't keep him from loving us. And he wants us to come to him. And blind Bartimaeus was blind and he wanted a better life. He didn't want to be blind. He wanted to see. And Jesus touched his eyes and he was able to see. But, there again, if he, had, if he did not, and it never says, if he did not ever hear about the gospel of grace and the blood of Jesus Christ and the death, burial, and resurrection of the Master, regardless of whether he could see or not, he would still not be saved. Because the greater work, because Jesus had not died yet, the greater work had not been accomplished in his life. But when we find somebody that is spiritually blind, I can remember when I first come to God, I should have known more than I did. I was in church and I should have learned that there was something about Uh, that that blocked it out and I was spiritually blind I would open the Bible and I couldn't see all the beauties that's in there all the revelations that's in there and I read it and read it and read it and I'd say God I can't see it I don't understand it I need some spiritual insight I need you to touch me inside and open me up spiritually so I can see these things that's there for me and friend if we could ever get to the place where we could heal somebody's blinded eyes and the gospel does open blinded eyes yes it does if you read it and ask for understanding in it god will open our blinded eyes if there's anything in there that you don't understand ask him and he'll reveal it to you but you have to understand that he's going to upset your apple cart a lot of times because it's not going to be exactly what you think it ought to be but jesus performed a good work on blind Bartimaeus. But the greater work was still left until after he was crucified. And that blood was shed after he was buried. After he rose again. After he ascended and until he came that day on the day of Pentecost. and said, now then, church. Now then. Endued with power, you have the ability to do more with wives than I ever did. You can not only touch them outwardly, but you have the gospel to touch them inwardly. Use it, use it, use it. Use it. Woman with the issue of blood, sick and spent, all her living on physicians, and I couldn't count on my fingers and toes how many saints of God does that. And nothing really ever happens we uh, get some of the pain alleviated maybe but sometimes uh, the healing is not there and uh, we looked at that and a woman said if i can just touch the hem of his garment, then i'm going to made be made whole and she had an issue of blood she had blood problems sickness of all types is most always in the blood that's old latter was nature That's the taint of sin, and it's there. And when Jesus touched that woman, she was healed outwardly. Her flow of blood was staunched. There was still not that greater work done to her. Jesus left that to us. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus left that to us he just said it in there I just read it to you what I did I want you to do and greater works shall you do because I go to my father in other words I have accomplished I have made it possible it is now in the book it is it has the ability to do it now and I give you that I think he challenged us all throughout the Bible Don't just go around healing outwardly. Don't just go around proclaiming healings of the body. Get interested in in, in the soul of man. Get concerned about where man is going to spend eternity. Get concerned about his soul. Old Adam's blood runs through her veins. But with the gospel of Jesus Christ where the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ could stop the inward flow of old Adam's nature. This old blood that flows in this body, this taint of death and all of this was conquered through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And when you look at that, you've got to understand that the gospel touches inside of man. And it's been handed to us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I think what he's saying to us, don't go around healing people outwardly. Don't go around and calling that something of my works it is, but don't leave it at that. There's greater things than that. There's greater rewards than that. There's greater efforts has to be made than that. I'm going to say it again. I don't know that some of us will ever have the ability to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Jesus said we ought to have, it ought to be in the church, that every one of us, regardless of how weak we are, have the gospel of Jesus Christ that could answer questions that will save a soul. That's greater in the eyes of God than anybody that's been raised up out of a wheelchair and physically, uh, physically had eyes open or physically have been touched. touched touch
1: mankind with the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is
0: the gospel of Jesus Christ? Death, burial, resurrection. It's not a mystery. Greater. Jesus, how can that be? How, how in the world can that be? That is not limiting his power. That is just limiting what, at that time, he could do, bound by his own laws. It's been said often the blood of Jesus Christ cleans us from all sin and iniquity. Until that blood was shed, there was no cleansing. Burial, Symbolic of baptism taking on the family name of Jesus until he'd been buried that could not happen And the new birth through the power of the Holy Ghost could not have happened as long as he was here filling the office of the son. He had to fill it as the Holy Ghost and he does it to us Oh Prince we got something in our hands. We've got something available to us We've got something going to move generations and something going to move us and make us understand not says these were great things it's not a little thing when you introduce somebody to God that's not a little thing it's not a little thing when you take this word of God and you begin to witness to them that's not a little thing that's greater than what Jesus did I don't mean we're greater than he is that's greater than what he The daughter of Jairus, Lazarus, raised from the dead, man, I tell you, I mean, you you could really start something, couldn't you? If you went to a funeral home and laid hands on somebody and said, it's time to get up out of there, that funeral home wouldn't be nobody there. And probably we would be first in the line getting out of there because we would never expect it would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus said, Now, uh, I did this and you ought to be able to do it. Jesus took the daughter of Jairus by the hand and said to Lippa, Kumah, daughter, I send thee arise. Yes. And he took her by hand and lifted her up. Lazarus been in the grave for four days and uh, his sister said he stinks for now and Jesus said show me where he is roll the stone away call Lazarus out and he came out in his grave clothes and Jesus said loose him and let him go and it wasn't too long after that till Lazarus died again this little maid died again because Jesus could not at that time Breed eternal life into them because he had not been resurrected himself. And he says, Now then, not only can you raise them naturally, but you have through the gospel the ability to raise them spiritually from the dead. Hallelujah. Get them out of the grave. Sin is a grave, saints. There's a lot of people buried there. And he says, Now a greater work is to get them to the place. Where they can say, because I live, they shall live also. Amen. And we can tell them that. Jesus couldn't. Amen. Jesus fed 5,000, 5 loaves and 2 fishes, satisfied the material want of every one. He is showing us in that just how little gospel it takes to feed a hungry soul. And how, if we will take what he gives us, how he will multiply that and multiply that and multiply that until we have spiritually fed. Take a little bit of this tonight. And feed but you can take it tomorrow or the next day and as you serve it out somebody else serves it out it don't take a lot of the gospel it don't take a, a lot of a lot of uh, wisdom it don't take a lot of intellect it don't take you to understand a lot of mystery. All you've got to understand is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's what he has said he is able to do. That's all you've got to understand. A little tidbit of the gospel. Five loaves and two fishes. Feed 5,000 people. You can take it and feed spiritually hungry people. Unless we overeat it ourselves and not able to digest it. A lot of us, have a spiritual tummy ache. Amen? What are we anyway? Just a vessel. But you don't put something in a vessel and leave it there. You pour it in, then you pour it out. You pr- bring it in, you pour it out. You bring it in, you pour it out. And when you do that, it's always fresh all the time. A lot of us have asked God for something, and we have never used what we got. And we wonder why we don't get something else use what you've got and god will give you something else he's given every one of us the gospel all these things i could go on and on but i'm not going to he turned water into wine what does this say water of course is always when when it's uh, specified in the bible always means flesh Always means, in a sense, humanity. And wine is the spirit. And through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, he has turned this fleshly man inside and filled him with the spirit. And there we are with the gospel. Change from a fleshly man thinking like a fleshly man into a spiritual man thinking and walking like a spiritual man. All those things, greater, How can these things be? Well, he tells us we need to read in closing St. Mark. In the 16th chapter, as Mark is recording, notice what he says. Jesus had accomplished everything but his ascension. He had been raised from the dead. He was not in a natural body. He was in a spiritual one. He appeared into the leaven, sat at meat, to noticed the first thing he did. He upbraided them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Why didn't they believe? He told them he wasn't going to stay in the grave. Why didn't they believe? And he sent into them positive action now saints! go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature note now the first thing he said was preach the gospel nothing better ever take the place of preaching the gospel because when it does great men have risen and fell Because the gospel becomes secondary in their life. Great healing ministries rose for a while. And then because man did not understand that the greatest thing he had was the ability to touch a human soul, died. Died out. I'm not saying there wasn't great works done. There was. I followed one. I saw one. Uh, as a young man, and I watched him begin. to Let them know that their spiritual life was most important, and the gospel had to change them. And then he would do many signs and wonders. And the first thing you know was long after that that he did many signs and wonders. And he said, "I wasn't called to minister the gospel, but to heal the sick." Now, how are you going to separate? You can't. Because Mark says here, writings of what Jesus said, you go into all the world and preach the gospel to who? Whoever you want to, whatever's available, uh, to the rich, to the intellect. Oh, listen, the gospel was preached to the poor. Preach the gospel to every creature. Now, you can't make man believe. He has to do that on his own but that does not take away from us the responsibility of preaching the gospel and it doesn't have to come from here. You could make you a pulpit in any man's house, any man's automobile, or on the street corner to preach him the gospel of Jesus Christ, and tell him he needs to have the blood of Jesus Christ applied to his life, and that he's lost without it. That's a greater thing than touching his afflicted body and healing because if you can get this inside of him he's going to be saved if you don't he's going to be lost i can't make you believe this but i can impart to you what jesus spoke to me i can tell you that the greatest work there is on the face of this earth and ever will be is the redeeming grace of jesus christ that you'll never supersede the cross of calvary and the power of his blood and the power of his holy spirit you can never supersede that from the least of the greatest saint little as we may be can impart a little bit of gospel someplace somewhere by the words that you speak and the life you the place we can't do that, we do no greater works. Now then, listen to what he says. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. Now this, again, is condition to salvation. You have to believe that the shed blood of Jesus Christ is shed for you. That baptism, you take on his name, and if you believe that, you're going to be saved. But if you reject that, the Bible said it, I didn't. If you don't believe what the Bible says, then shall be damned. Now listen carefully. And that's after you preach the gospel, after that, that greater work has been done. After that, these signs shall follow them that believe. Not, not you'll you follow the signs. The signs will follow you. Have you got a church world that follows signs. And let me show you what I mean. Let some uh, great man with a great, uh, uh, with a great uh, message, uh, uh, somebody well-named, let him come and put up a tent here in Hardin County and watch him empty the churches. Uh, he starts delivering the signs following him. Sure, He opened his blind eyes. That's the word Jesus did. He does this, he does that, and he does something else. And there's believers following science. What difference does it make if we leave our home church? What difference does it make if that's all we hear and that's all we see and there's goosebumps raise up and down our back and we see these great tanks and people go home still damned and still not saved because the gospel has not been preached the blood of jesus christ has not been expounded upon you have to believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents. If they drink and eat thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Positive action. But first of all, preach the gospel to every creature. First of all, the greater works. The greater things, greater than I have done, shall you do. And I don't know of anything any greater and to see somebody healed of natural blindness and to watch them be healed with spiritual blindness. I don't know anything uh, greater than watch somebody that has been healed of cancer that thing that eats them up and to see them healed with spiritual cancer that's eating their life out of them. I don't know of any greater thing to see somebody raised spiritually from the dead. Their life is dead inside. A little sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ brings them to the realization of who Jesus is. And he says, these things belong to us. If you believe, the works that I do shall ye do, and greater things than I do shall ye do, because I have finished my work, it's available now. And I go to James' office. No more fulfilling the office of son, but I've got to go and I'm going to fill the office of the Holy Ghost. Notice I go away, but I'll come to you. You do not see him naturally walking, but you know he's here because
1: the wind blows inside of us and He's here
0: my attempt is not to downgrade healings and miracles and all of this because they need to be
1: but God forbid that we should ever put them above the saving grace of Jesus Christ God forbid that we would not look upon a soul that is lost and promise them whatever their problems might be naturally and mentally. and never Never give them anything; they would keep them for an eternity, which is Jesus Christ. God forbid that our mentality would be greater than that. And greater, shall you do, friends? I would rather, I would rather lead a soul into the kingdom of God through the gospel than to raise somebody from the dead and never introduce him to eternal life. Because as far as I'm concerned, the gospel is the greatest thing on this side of heaven. Even among men, whereby we must. I want you to stand. I want you tonight to realize that revival is coming. What's going to happen? I don't have the slightest idea.
0: I'm not putting any thoughts in God's mind. I'm just asking him, and I've asked him about the revival, and he's led this thing all through. And I'm not putting any bonds on him now. I'm not telling him he's got to do this and he's got to do that. He's got to do something else, because I know that our unbelief will limit him, and whatever we can possibly <coughs> believe will happen. And if we can believe that on our hands, and in our hands is the greatness of God and the gospel preached. That's all that's necessary. And we believe that and put it into action. Amen. Brother Bud Hicks cannot bring you revival. And he cannot preach you revival. You have to be one. Amen. And if you come here and sit on your seat and expect God to shake you every way, but, but and turn you every way, but loose, and you never put up anything, you'll get nothing. And we will receive nothing.
1: We want to make him preach. Amen? We want to make him preach. We want to ask him, ask God to give him what is necessary. But more than anything else, we want to carry this gospel of Jesus Christ. If Jesus thought it was greater, who are we already with? Why would we? Sister Catherine, if you come, I'm going to ask usually don't do this it's in here i'm tired and i'm old i'm weary but i'm telling something god spoke to me all right i was complaining about those things when he was talking about he's going to uh, give me a change in my ministry for a season and uh, i pretty well know what he's talking about and i begin to say but god i'm not a young man Uh, i just don't have the energy and i don't have all of this that's something else i don't have the voice I, I i i you know on and on you go. you never made those excuses i know that but i have and he spoke to me and he said i am going to vitalize you
0: i'm going to strengthen you Amen. i'm going to give you power yes. i'm going to give you ability and i'm going to give you authority to be able to do what i've asked you to do Amen. and i believe it Lord. i believe it Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord! I Christ could Lord. run through a troop and leap over a wall. Sometimes I can do that now. Praise the Lord. I feel like counting. I will! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Blessed Praise be the name Lord. of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Because what God has said, He is able to bring about. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Well, glory. Well, glory, don't just stand there and look at me. Cowl, Do something. I feel something inside of me moving and rolling over and over and over inside. And it's the Spirit of God. It's the holiness of God. It's the promise of God. It's the authority of God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah hallelujah you need something from god tonight you here tonight and you've got a problem i'm not even going to ask you what it is
1: you've got a problem i want to pray with you that's been one thing throughout my ministry that i've never
0: really dealt with if somebody would need prayer and i'd pray But there again, God has stirred my spirit
1: that I would make it unavailable. Whether you want to take advantage of it or not, if you've got a problem tonight, whatever it might be, I'm going with the church to pray for you, and God is going to see you through that problem. He's not going to take it away from you if it's something that makes you spiritually stronger, but he's going to see you through. And if it's something the
0: devil has placed there, He's going to take them away. Yes. Yes. All right, that's the promise of God. This is some of the greater things. So we're going to wait just a moment. I told God I'll make it available. I'll do that, God. And if they want it,
1: then they'll come. Would you come? Every head bowed. Why do place you feet something? Every eye closed. Hallelujah. I want you to pray with me. I want you to do
0: that. And I want you to come. Hallelujah. And I want the church to stand with me i want you to stay with me hallelujah glory to god hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord praise the name of jesus hallelujah bradley says stay with me now stay with me thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah Stand in the name of jesus you take strength in what god is doing you grow in that. You grow in that. Once you grow in that, God will take it completely away. You say tonight, Lord, whatever it takes to make me what I ought to be, I'll walk that path. I tell you this, God, that's my desire and my intention. I want to walk after you, Father. Alleviate that. In the name of Jesus, see her through it, God. See her through it until it is no more. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In You have to say, yes, Lord, I am. I want to learn by this. I want to grow by this. And when I take your word, I know that you will see me through. just the get In the name of Jesus. Father, the answer right now in Jesus' name. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Say yes, I know. I know the answer is on its way. I know that it's coming. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I know coming, In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Every problem disappears. Every mm, doubt can ever see under control of the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Because in it is life. anointing. Oh, I feel him right now. I feel him right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister Donna, in the name of Jesus. Every problem be solved. Witness. Hold up Jesus Christ. Hold him up high. Witness to him and see a miracle in your heart. Hallelujah. Live by him. Stand by him. Give no pointers at all. Hallelujah. And walk through this thing. In Jesus' name. Lay it on the altar and leave it there. He's working already. I said he's working already in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's working already. Hallelujah. Brother Robert, in the name of Jesus, lay it at the foot of the cross. Hallelujah. Take no thought of what will be tomorrow but what it is today and lay it at the altar of the foot of Jesus.